SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Hi, everybody. This is Love Him, Love Them with Linda Gunner, where we give hope, touch lives, and change hearts. is the point of going to church? <laughs> Just, I mean, there's a, so many other things that you could do with your weekends. I mean, I don't know about you. I live on the lake. Oh, we, we could go out on the boat. I mean, what is the point of getting dressed up, driving, or and I, would, I know in the country of Haiti, we walk. Oh, let me tell you something really funny. So last week I was in a church and they wore their heels to church. But then when they got there, they took them off and put on flip-flops. And it just busted me up laughing because in Haiti, we have to wear flip-flops to church because the roads are so rocky. And then when we get to church, we put on our heels. But because they were praying and singing, and I mean, I, the church started at nine. We didn't get done till three. And so they uh, they had to put on their flats because I, I just think that's hilarious. But anyways, what is the point of getting dressed up just to go spend a few hours, or in that case, we spent most of the day. In a place that calls itself a house of God. What is the point of going to church? Hi there. If this is your first time joining us, my name is Linda Gunner, and I am the volunteer CEO of an amazing ministry called Love Him, Love Them. And basically, that is the Bible in one sentence. And it's also an answer to a question from an attorney who asked Jesus in Matthew, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And then Jesus answered back and he said, hey, You got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. That's the first commandment. And the second one is just like it, but you got to love your neighbor as yourself. So love him, love them. We serve widows and orphans in the country of Haiti and also stateside in Northeast Georgia. And we have a brand new book out called Miracles with Mommy Linda, which is the way I'm referred to in the country of Haiti. Um, I'm the mother of 12. I do still have five kids at home, um, and my 85-year-old mother lives with me. Um, But we would love to come to your church or your women's organization and come and share our story about how God is working miracles even today. So be sure that you go to our website, lovehimlovethem.org. You can get the book there and also find out tons and tons of ways that you can volunteer and serve. Help us feed thousands at Thanksgiving. Help us with children who have parents incarcerated at Christmas or just help to bring a smile to special needs adults. Okay, so it is much easier, or let's just talk about me, much easier for me to come up with reasons uh, not to go to church. (laughs) So let's do that before we talk about if you're supposed to go to church and what the big deal is. Um, You know, long before COVID-19 locked us and kept us away from our church, People had oodles and oodles of reasons not to go to church. You know, some of the more common excuses, well, let's just don't say this is about me. Let's just say it could be about anybody. (laughs) Somebody may have used a time or two. I might be guilty of some of them. I'm too busy. I mean, I'm just too busy. And by the time Sunday comes, you know, they do say it's the day of rest, right? And I am too tired. Lately, I feel like I am too tired every time I get up. What about the weather is too bad, right? The weather's too bad. I used to say this to David. We're big Georgia Bulldog fans. And do you know that we we were just telling Fred this last night. Fred's our 18-year-old son. 
that we used to sit out in the rain at a Georgia Bulldog game with trash bags on top of us. <laughs> not only the trash bags on top of us, but also on the seats. Um, I'm not so sure if it was a revival, if my happy butt would have been sitting in the rain with a trash bag over me. So, you know, the weather's too bad. What if we don't like the speaker? Because heaven forbid we show up at church on a Sunday when our pastor is not preaching and he has snuck in a substitute preacher, right? Um, I just don't see the point of going. Or what if you have to work? But And now I can listen to the sermon online, right? We really don't need to go. And we can still kill two birds with one stone. We get to hear the word, but we don't have to go. Um, I can study the Bible by myself. Or I can study it with Google. I mean, if I got any questions about the Bible now, I can just Google it. What about church is boring? I hear that sometimes. From, what? Just gonna say, I hear it from my 12-year-old. Church is boring. Here's a big, 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 big one. This one's one Satan uses, I think. I've been hurt too many times by too many church people. And, oh, I just heard this from a lady a couple of weeks ago who's getting married. And, I, and she asked me, I'm an ordained minister. She asked me, would I please uh, marry them? And for whatever reason, she said, I said, you know, why don't you just do it from the guy where you're going to church? And, well, I don't agree with the support. I don't agree with the leadership. <laughs> why are you going there? Um, or I'm not comfortable there. I'm not comfortable at church. And here's a great one. I just don't feel like my needs are being met. So this, this might be a newsflash to some of you. So just hold on tight. Put your seatbelt on. But the church is not about you. Oh, it is about God. Did you know that? The church is about loving and serving. The people of God love and they serve. I mean, I get it. I really, I get the reasons about not going to church. I, I mean, Sunday mornings, I think there's just like, oh, I just, I just get it. I get it. Uh, and some of them are valid, but let's focus instead on some of the benefits. You know, my husband's in sales and he always says, you got to share the features and the benefits of the product, the features and the benefits. So why going to church is good for you? Let's see if you, if you believe this or not. Regular church attendance, these are some stats, provide physical, spiritual, and emotional benefits. And do you know that studies have shown that people who believe in God have healthier lives? Ooh, there's a verse that says your soul prospers, your body will prosper as your soul prospers. I believe that's because we were created for worship. Isaiah 41, 21 says um, that we were created for worship. As a matter of fact, do you know that, I mean, depression, whoo, every time, every, every time people come forward, I mean, if I've heard I'm dealing with depression and anxiety once, I've heard it 9,557,000 times. And do you know what the Bible says that the cure for depression is? or the spirit of heaviness, is to put on a garment of praise. Now, we can praise and worship. I mean, I praise and worship while I'm cooking chicken and the onions and the garlic in the kitchen, but you can also praise together corporately with the church. Um, here's another reason that you should go to church. Do you know that it reduces stress? Did you know that attending church regularly has mental health benefits? Wow, mental health is really, really big right now. I have yet to see anybody say that if you need some help with your mental health, go go to church. But you have less anxiety, less worries. You know why? Because if you're at a church that is preaching the word of God, you know what the word of God says? The word of God is truth. And truth talks, it talks, the Bible talks about anxiety. It talks about worry. It talks about depression. 
And the Bible and the Bible says that when you hear the word of God, the word of God will not go out and return void. So when you're hearing it, that's what's increasing your faith. Um, it you have less anxiety, less worries, and less fear. It's not that people who attend church don't suffer from those things, but it's that when you learn to focus on the reason that you attend church, which is to stand in the presence of God, it gives you hope. What does everybody want? Everybody wants hope, peace. Enjoy. You know, another reason uh, is companionship. You know, there's a lot of people in the church. If you attend regularly, you can actually make some friends. (laughs) One of my daughters, two of my daughters have been praying for friends. And apparently one has been praying a little bit harder than the other because now she got so many friends she don't know what to do with. (laughs) But some of us need some good friends. We need some godly mentors. You know, there was recently a death in our community and the the individual that passed away, the mom and the the family did not attend a church. And I just, it was just like a screaming example of when something bad happens, you need to have godly friends and people around you that are going to step in and help. You, you, you just, and if, and without a church or a home group or a group, a group surrounding you, it's very difficult. And it's, and, and also, you know, that people are like-minded because if you're going to church, you're basing everything, what? on the word of God. And so if we're all, we all have one, one mind, one spirit, it's this unification, unity. Another reason is for corporate worship. So again, I can cook in the kitchen and sing, you know, all about Jesus, but there's something about corporate worship. Oh my goodness. One of my daughters is in the uh, praise and worship team at Emmanuel College, which is in Franklin Springs, Georgia. And they just had a night of worship. I'm going to tell you, there were, it was a choir. She's she's in the choir, and they sang. And I'm t- I mean, it was unbelievable that corporate worship with all the people in there, the 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 college students singing. It was it was a presence of the Holy Spirit that is it was unbelievable. Um, so corporate worship, while we benefit from worshiping with others, God puts us in community. That's what God was all about. That's the whole reason He created us. He had everything he needed, but he wanted somebody to commune with. And he knows that that is the best way to increase our faith. You know, I was having a really bad day yesterday and having some insane decisions that I had to make about our ministry with the country of Haiti. And a friend of mine texted me, and apparently I (laughs) I didn't respond back in a very good way. And so she said, are you at home? (laughs) I said, yeah. And the next thing I knew, bam, she popped up at my front door and she said, I just wanted to see you. She said, it sounds like there might be something going on in your heart. And I wanted to basically commune with you, right? So she comes, she prays with me, she talks with me. But we, without that, and we go to the same church, without that uh, that community, sometimes we need somebody else that has a check on our spirit, right? A check on where we're at. And that's another thing that can come from from your church family. Uh, It also gives you an opportunity to use your gift. Um, You know, being a part of the church gives us opportunities to do that. In fact, when we become a member of a church, God gives each of us a spiritual gift. If you look in 1 Peter 4.10, he talks all about how the local congregation needs the gift that you've given us. As a matter of fact, in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about it's, I mean, where the eyes, the toes, it talks about the church. It's the body of Christ, right? So if I came on here today and all you saw were eyeballs, 
first of all, you probably turn it. But the fingers, the toes, oh my goodness, have you ever had? Merlanda came downstairs this morning and she, she told me that she had a shaving in her finger. She goes, is that the right word? It was a splinter. But when you have even just a splinter and when you have even just one finger that's not working right, it can mess up the whole your whole body. Everything doesn't work right. It's the same way with the body of Christ. So if your job is and your gift is keeping the nursery, which is not my gift, <laughs> and you don't show up and they put me in the nursery, the church is probably going to get closed down. <laughs> okay, So we, we all have our part and our gifts are not just for us. You know, the other thing is it gives you a chance to introduce your children to God. The church is a great way to introduce children to the love of God. Many people think that children don't understand what is being taught in church, but I have seen children, trust me, with faith. (laughs) And then they, matter of fact, our last miracle, I just talked about this, and then they go and they lead the rest of their family members to Christ. You know, the the Bible tells us over and over, you got to come to me with a childlike faith. And children believe. Um, So don't deprive your children of the chance to fellowship with the family of God. Uh, Another reason is just for flat-out encouragement. I mean, Kelly was the friend of mine that came over to my house the other day. And let's face it, there are times in your Christian journey when you're just going to feel like giving up. You just are. And sometimes you just need somebody to come. I don't even think she knocked on the door. I think she just came in. But we need those people in our lives that will just say, that will spur us on, that will give us encouragement. You know, if you say this to somebody in the world, they might encourage you to walk away from God. You say, I want to quit. I mean, there are people that I could say, um, it's pointless for us to be in Haiti right now. There is no president. The civil unrest is insane. I ran into somebody at Walmart the other day who said, I'm not giving you any money. I'm not giving you any money for Haiti anymore because it's just a hot mess over there and there's nothing that anybody can do to help. And I'm thinking, well, because it's a hot mess is why we need five times the amount of money because we uh, have even more things that we have to do. And so a lot of people would just say, you know, just quit, just give up. What is the point? And then yet you see the children that we're helping that are still alive and that have not been burned down in a house by the gang members that are singing and and worshiping. And even though we have them in seclusion in a secret place, they're still having church every Sunday, even in the home that they're in. Christianity, a lot of people think it doesn't make sense anyways. And so when you say you want to give up, uh, as far as the world is concerned, it's very easy for them to just encourage you to do so. So you've got to have like-minded people that are going to encourage you to persevere, just like Paul did. That's what we are here for, is to endure, to destroy the works of the devil. But spending time regularly with people like Kelly, who's going to come over and remind me, you know, Linda, the trials of this life are for a short time. They're momentary. They're light troubles. Another reason is for a springboard for leadership. Now, this is probably wrong. You know, a lot of people say they go to church so they can get, um, so they can network (laughs) and get business. But the church is a great place to learn leadership skills and to practice what you're learning among a forgiving body should be a forgiving body, right? Most congregations allow you to participate in the service and that will allow you to develop your skills 
and uh, and different things. And another thing is that it gives you an opportunity to serve your community. You know, that's another big, big thing that Love Him, Love Them does. I'm going to talk to you about that in just a second. But service is one of the tenets of the church. You know, we're called to be witnesses of Christ. And that includes helping the people that are around us. Do you know there's a verse in the Bible that says that when the poor cry out, if we as Christians do not answer the cry of the poor, that when we cry out to the Lord, he won't listen to us either. Do you know that? Yeah. The church allows us to be in a community and serving the community. That's another thing that Love Him, Love Them does. And if you happen to shut off before the end where we'll talk about that, go to lovehimlovethem.org so that you can find ways that you can love him and love them. Well, I think one of the most important things that the church can teach us and that we can gain from that is to teach us how to love. Again, everything comes back to loving him and loving them. But one of the greatest benefits of going to church is to learn how to love others. You know, you hear all the time that the church is filled with hypocrites. But if we're honest with ourselves, you know, the church has always had problems. All of us are sinful. Many of us are broken people. And we do and we say things that don't really represent very well who we are. And if we are to be like Christ, we have to spend time with the people he spent time with. We have to love the people that he loves. And in learning to love them, that's how we learn how God loves us. It it just continuously comes back to loving him and loving them. Um, This is a sort of a semi-selfish reason to go to church, but it does access, gives you access to resources that you may not have other had. You know, there's a number of people who claim that they were not able to read until they started attending a church. There are others. I just I spoke at a revival last night, and there was a couple that came up to me afterwards. They wanted a copy of the book. They uh, they were like, we need a miracle. We need a miracle. And it was a young couple. The husband had just gotten out of jail. They had been separated, and they had three children amongst different people. But they have three children actually with them last night. And uh, she had recently lost her home. I mean, it was one problem after another problem after another. And so that was my very first question is, are you connected to a church? Well, they are connected to a church, but it's a mega church. And now this is the reason, (laughs) this is what the, the answer they gave me, which I haven't checked it out, so I don't know. But I said, you know, maybe they could help you get onto your feet. And they said, well, we did actually reach out to the church, but they said that since we haven't tithed in two years, they're not willing to help us. And so. Typically, if you are a member of a church um, and you have been a part of that, the church is going is is going to help, or they're going to help you find some resources. And so, there it will help you access the, access help. There should be people in the church. That's what the kingdom of God is about, right? That's what our big deal is at our night of hope. 
where we do uh, a big event at Christmas for children who have a parent incarcerated. And what we find is that what those guardian families need, we have. Somebody, somebody in the kingdom of God has a car if you need a car. Somebody in the kingdom of God has a washing machine if you need a washing machine. The, the resources are there. Um, so, and they should be there through the church. Um, a lot of times there's education and, 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 and tons and tons of different resources through the church. But what about this? The big, big part of going to church is it introduces you to your Savior. So, again, don't forget. The most incredible benefit of going to church is Jesus. It's Jesus. The church teaches people about God. And through all of the programs and the things of the church, we get to study our Bibles. We get to pray. And we also learn about our Heavenly Father. We become a part of the living, breathing body of Christ. And then most importantly, what does the Bible say? I mean, does the Bible really say don't go out on the lake on Sunday afternoon on the boat and have a good time and go play golf? What does it really say? One of the most important reasons that we should not only attend church regularly, but remain active, an active part of the body, is because it honors God. What is one of those... One, Remember the Ten Commandments? Most people I ask, I, I always offer $500 if anybody can tell me the Ten Commandments. What does it say? Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Even Jesus, the Son of God, regularly attended church. And he did this because it honored his Father. He wanted to go where God's people were assembled. It says in Luke 4, and he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, as was his custom, which means he did it all the time. And he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. Christ used his gifts in the church and did so in ways that gave honor and glory to his Father. And since Jesus is our example, it's kind of wise for us to act in a similar manner, right? In Luke 6, 6, it says, On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was withered. Paul called the church the household of God and also the body of Christ. And since Jesus aligns himself so closely to the church, don't you think that we should do the same thing? He says in uh, 1 Timothy 3.14, I hope to come to you soon, but I'm writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar of the truth. And in Colossians, he says, he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn, that in everything he might be preeminent. Even the author of Hebrews encouraged the believers in that time to remain in community. I like to think he understood how tempting it would be to want to walk away from the church. And so he gave us these words. Allow us to consider how to stir up one another, to love one another, not neglecting to meet together 
but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I've shared this story before, but I want I want to tell it to you. Um, a couple of years ago, I went to West Palm Beach and I was invited there through a conference that I was a part of. And while I was there, um, I got to go to some, I want to say million dollar houses, but I actually think they were billion dollar houses. And when I walked into one of the ladies' houses, I mean, she had a swimming pool. It was, I mean, her front porch was bigger than my entire house, I think. And I became very, very envious while I was there. And so while while I was there at this party uh, for part of the event, it was a VIP party, um, I had the opportunity to sit down with a, a rather large donor to our ministry. And so, uh, but I'd never met her in person. And so she happened to be at the same event. And one of the things that she told me while we were sitting at the table was, you know, I wasn't going to come tonight. And I was like, really, why would you miss, you know, something this elaborate, so fun and exciting? Um, And she said, well, because I was afraid maybe her house was bigger than mine. Well, probably is, right? Because, I mean, I'm looking around and see it. And I said, well, I see that you stayed. So does that mean she was like, oh, no, my house is much bigger. And I said, "Okay, well, congratulations. That's great. You know, let's talk a little bit more about Haiti. But the conversation kept going back. So she was sharing with me about her business and sharing with me about, I mean, she travels the world. She has a home that is humongous. Uh, She had several children that she had adopted, but she wasn't married. And so she explained to me that one night she was, became deathly ill. Uh, She couldn't even stand up. She couldn't, she couldn't do anything. She couldn't even get to her phone to call 911. And I said, how in the world? She said that she had to go to the hospital. I was like, well, how in the world did you get to the hospital? And she explained to me that her landscaper, her landscaper took her to the hospital. And all I could think was, oh, my gosh, can you imagine being in such a position in your life that without church, she doesn't go to church, without a, a Christ-like community or really any community, that when something so tragic and disturbing happens, the only person you have to reach out to is your landscaper. <laughs> I also shared with you about the recent death in the community, that there was no church involved, nobody to reach out to. People were all alone, nobody to help with walking them through the the circumstances. You know, it's it would behoove you if for no other reason than the support. You have to have people around you that love God, that are going to direct you, that are going to point you to that wisdom, that are going to remind you in the times that are devastating in your life. Because it's way more, and I realized on that trip, I mean, I almost think that's the only reason God let me go. Because I realized on that trip, what I say every week, the joy of the Lord does not come from our circumstances. It does not come from the material things that we have or don't have. You know, Satan got a hold of me when I walked in that first house and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And yet, by the end of the night, he brought me right back to where I needed to be. Because I might not have a billion-dollar house, 
But what I do have is the love of Jesus Christ. And I have family. And I have friends. And I have the family of God. And I want you to have that same thing. So next Sunday, when you're thinking about, should I go out on the lake? Should I go shopping? Or should I go play golf? Or should I go to my kid's game? I want to encourage you to make the decision to go to the house and make those relationships and get into that community. Because there will come a time. Don't forget, I love him. Coming soon at the Central Park Performing Arts Center in Largo, Florida, the first annual Solwyn Women's Conference. Hear 20 plus inspiring speakers that will transform you, shift you into your divine path. Mark your calendars, ladies, June 21st to the 23rd. Three full days of fellowship, worship, encouragement, and supporting local female business owners. When your soul prospers, so will your health, your finances, and your relationships. I need a lot of time trying to figure it out. You're stronger than you think. God wants us to walk in freedom. He wants us to understand the blessing. It's time to be healed in your soul, know your true worth, and be all you were beautifully and wonderfully made to be. Purchase your tickets now for this life-changing event at www.soulwindconference.com. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.